Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Midnight Chill. This week we have something a little different. It is something I wanted to be part of the channel when I started recording the Midnight Chill. This week we have a guest reader. That reader is Jared Rush, or Jerry as he is more commonly known these days. Jared is a really old friend of mine, probably my oldest friend. He currently lives in County Cork with a missus. Together they are the proud owners of Sugar Rush. Sugar Rush makes fantastic cakes, cupcakes and loads of delightful little treats. So if you're in the Cove area or surrounding areas in County Cork, then be sure to hit them up and, <laughs> and tell them I sent you and you never know, you might get a slight discount. But no guarantees also, don't hold me to that. I'll leave the links to their Facebook page, Twitter and Instagram and all that crack in the description below. Make sure to go give them a like and follow. And in the meantime, please welcome Jared and leave a comment saying thank you for being the first guest reader on the Midnight Show. I will talk to you after. So sit back, relax and enjoy the Midnight Show. Santa's Last Christmas T'was the night before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. But in a secret there below the old man was hunched over his work table making his final preparations. Tonight would be the night that he finally killed Santa Claus. He sat counting nails. He knew how many he needed to make the coffin sturdy. When he counted all seventy-eight he lifted the hammer's hilt, spun around on the stool and stood up. The hammer's head trailed across the table in a low riveting sound. His steps were sluggish, his century's old body no longer what it once was. He made it to the table where the coffin skeleton lay and placed the items on the sideboard. The planks that would fill the coffin's exterior were positioned on the table beside the skeleton. He only needed to straighten them up and hammer in the nails. When he was finished, he dragged his tired old body over to the far end of the room and into bed. Everything was ready. The traps upstairs had been laid the previous night and now the coffin was completed. The old man closed his eyes and slept. The sound of hoofs woke him. He cursed himself for oversleeping on such an important night. Old age or not, it was no excuse. He hobbled across the floor grabbing a plastic box from the work table on his way to the tunnel. It spiralled upwards into the black hall of the house. He could hear the old fat man getting out of the sleigh and walking towards the chimney. He still had time. All wasn't lost. The door to the sitting room was slightly ajar. He had a good view from the fireplace. The traps were still in place, he smiled. Soot started falling into the fireplace gently as Santa made his way down. He watched the fat man squeeze out of the chimney. Santa dusted himself off, even though there was nothing on his suit. There never was. Santa then pulled the bag out of the chimney and walked towards the tree. As Santa was placing the toys, the old man held the plastic box out in front of him, opened it and pressed one of the buttons. At the fireplace something shot out from the four marks he had placed and created some sort of shield over the opening. Santa heard the hum from it and spun around. The old man pushed the door open and confronted him. You, Santa said, what are you doing? I swore revenge on you, Santa, and tonight I will have it. This is ridiculous, said Santa. Stop with your foolishness. I will not. You had no right doing what you did. I can't forgive you for that. You were a bad boy. Bad boys get ashes. No, I wasn't. You were wrong. I never did anything bad. I've had enough, Santa said and walked towards the fireplace. 
The old man smiled and waited. Santa tried to get up the chimney, but something blocked him from entering. The old man laughed. What have you done, you fool? You're not going anywhere, Santa. The old man pressed another button, and wire shot down from the ceiling and wrapped around him so tight that he couldn't move. What are you doing? Rudolph, Prancer, get down here. Who sounded on the roof, then stopped. The old man waited actually for them to reach the shield. He didn't know if it had stopped them or not. He hoped it would. Those pesky reindeers had hindered his plans in the past, and he didn't want them interfering tonight. There was a bang on the shield as a red nose pressed up against it. The old man smiled. Looks like they can't get in, he giggled and walked towards Santa. Would you stop this foolishness? It's been going on for far too long. Whose fault is that, Santa? It's yours. Why do you keep doing things like this? Because, Santa, you've made my life a living hell ever since I was a little boy. I did not. Yes, you did. I had no Christmas when I was five, all because you left me a bag of ashes. Do you know what that does to a child? You were a bold boy that year. I had no choice. You judge everyone. You think you're wonderful because you know right from wrong. But who judges your decision? Who decides if you're naughty or nice? Santa was stunned by the outburst and found no words to reply. I'll tell you who. Me. The old man pushed Santa and he went crashing to the ground. He walked out of the room and lifted the cable that was in the hall. He came back in and attached it to the rope around Santa's feet and pressed a button on the plastic box. The lead tensed and pulled Santa out of the sitting room, through the house and down the spiral tunnel into the lair. The reindeers were getting ready on the roof. The old man knew they were looking for a way in. The lead stopped pulling and Santa was left lying on the ground near the table with the coffin. What are you going to do? I'm going to get rid of you once and for all, he replied while working with some electrical equipment. You can't do that. What about the children? Wouldn't that be the good children or the bad children? Both. You're a liar. You don't care what happens to the so-called bad children. You need to be punished for your crime, Santa. Don't do this. The old man ignored him and pressed another button. Two mechanical arms extended from the wall. He moved two little sticks with his hands and guided the arms towards Santa. The device-like attachments at the end clamped around Santa's feet and upper body. They lifted him up in the air and the old man maneuvered them above the coffin onto the table. Then he released the clamps and Santa fell with the smash inside. What? What's this? This Santa is your new home for eternity. Don't do this. Don't do this, Santa replied over and over again. The old man walked around, lifted the lid and placed it on top of the coffin. Santa continued to talk. Only it was a roar of depression now. He tried to fight his way out, but the ropes were wrapped around too tight. The old man lifted the hammer and the remaining nails and started to seal it the final piece. When he hammered the final nail into the coffin, Santa's pleas were almost non-existent. He smiled in disbelief. He couldn't believe he had finally gotten his revenge. He was thankful for modern technology. Hundreds of years ago, when he tried to capture him, he had to do everything himself, but now he only had to press a button. He walked back around to the controls and began to move the mechanical arms. He had designed a handle on each end of the coffin, especially for this moment. The arms grabbed hold and lifted the coffin. He maneuvered it towards the wall directly behind the table. A huge hole laid waiting on the wall, and the coffin fitted perfectly into it. He released the arms and pulled them out of the wall. He walked over and pressed the button. Huge amounts of earth fell on top of the coffin and out onto the floor of his lair. The old man let out a huge sigh of relief. Told you I'd get you, you old bastard. You'll never spoil another child's Christmas again. 
the old man walked over to his bed and laid down. His life's work finally completed. His vendetta settled. Time for rest was finally upon him. Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good, good night. That's it, guys. Thanks for listening. A big thank you to Jared once again for being the first guest reader on the show. Delighted to have him on. Um, there will be more guest readers in the future. Um, I have a few lined up, but I don't know yet when they will be. But it is something I like having on the channel. So stay tuned for that. And even if you if you want to be a guest reader, then drop me a line. You never know. I might, I might let you do it. Um, don't forget about Strings and Love's Curse. Uh, they're both available to buy on Amazon. Links in the description below for that. All my social media is in the link below. Yeah, I'll be back next week with my favorite Christmas story that I've, that I've written. It's probably one of my favorite stories out of everything that I've ever written. Probably the best Christmas horror story ever, so you won't want to miss that. So tune in next week, next Tuesday. Yeah, be prepared. Until then, EOI. <laughs>